0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast post-Belgian Grand Prix edition. Yes, we are here to talk about the Ferrari masterclass of this weekend and to bask in the glory of Charles Leclerc back in the championship. Only 12 points behind. Oh, no, then I woke up. But hey, (laughs) welcome. We're joined by Team WTF1 live right now. If you want to go and join Team WTF1, and see this podcast live on a Monday, as well as lots of other benefits, then please do go sign up. And also this podcast is once again sponsored by Elgato, our season-long partners, and making me cry in the highest of definitions for your viewing pleasure (laughs) with all this amazing equipment. Um, And again, before we get into anything Formula One, we're going to shout out one of you lovely people who gave us a five-star review. We don't shout you out if you do four stars, I'm sorry. Uh, This one is from... Mary Key Blom from South Africa on Apple Podcasts uh, they said love your show and the opinions that you share as a female f1 fan i assume that was meant to say since the age of 8 all of your passions for the sport is great listen to every episode as soon as as it is up keep on going thank you very much that thank is uh, you. Thank very you. kind Um, To see it. If you didn't listen, we would just be talking to ourselves, and that wouldn't be so fun. So thank you. Uh, Right, so of course, joined by Tom Bellingham, the WTF one founder, and Smug, as always, and (laughs) Katie Fairman, who I guess doesn't really have a negative or positive emotion because Nico Rosberg. Now Ricardo's
1: not got a seat. I'm a bit bit wobbly, but we'll be okay. Bit wobbly. I, I can't lose Seb and Ricardo in the same year, or I will just hibernate and never come back out again.
0: At least Danny Rick had a good result this week. Oh, wait. Um, that was yeah. really
1: mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I actually thought he'd scored points. Then I looked and I was like, oh, no, he didn't. Anyway, three-word race reviews. Let's get into some of yours uh, that submitted on social media. McConkey underscore Max Verstappen masterclass. Formula One dot CH. Where was Ferrari? And Linda dot Linus super, super Max. Is that all you could choose, Tommy, huh? Is that there was the, nothing. The little Ferrari and then everything that's... Oh, Max, you're amazing. That's literally all All there was. Oh, good. Great. Well, uh, why don't we go into my three-word race review as well, because that's even more Max <laughs> Verstappen. Um, you are a fanboy. Praising. Yeah, well, I did you say You said after I, Hungary, I, didn't you? So, no longer a Ferrari fan. Big, big first dub as uh, a Max Verstappen <laughs> fan uh, this weekend. Felt good. Uh, and my three-word race review is Max too good. Uh, just in a completely different league uh, for the Belgian Grand Prix. It's just man and machine in harmony working incredibly well he was so clear of perez the fact that he was the bookie's favorite going into the race starting well 15th originally then promoted to 14th that just shows that everyone knew it was inevitable the only thing that could have gone wrong was the chaos that happened in that one but max managed to navigate it beautifully probably because of all of his experience playing on Formula One games and iRacing games, you know, you you get a good uh, sort of experience of pretty much F1 sprint lobby kind of uh, chaos that ensued on lap one. Um, but, yeah, he, he navigated through. I think he was P8 by the end of the first lap. He was, w- well, winning by the end of lap 12, but then I guess officially winning even with strategies combined by lap 18. Um, so, yeah, you no, know, he was just ridiculous. probably one of the best drives ever in the sense of just being so clear of everyone, uh, at least in his career.
2: Yeah. I can't even remember a time, like you say, the, the thing about the bookies favorite when you qualify 15th, when does that ever happen? We've had drives through the field from other drivers, but I can't remember one off the top of my head that just felt so easy and even me as the pessimistic Max Verstappen fanboy that I am that doesn't like to jinx things or get too ahead of myself by lap five even I was like he's won this the, the only way is a mechanical failure that he's not winning this in five laps and other other races where people come through the field you're expecting maybe at the end of the race but like I say he'd he'd want we all knew he was going to win by lap five. It's absolutely uh, insane. And it just, he managed to make it look so unspectacular, which just shows how dominant it was. And yeah, it was a not the greatest of race races. Like one day we'll look back on it and it would be one of those things in the highlights package when probably when Max has retired and we'll see how many wins and titles he ends up with but that will go back as one of his races like you look back on the things that like schumacher did and Senna and all this kind of stuff it's like wow that race he absolutely annihilated the field but when we were watching it it was just so unspectacular he just made it look so so easy for a drive through the field and um yeah just an absolute madness
1: was a sensational drive I really love seeing drives where they come from the back to the front I mean Lewis Hamilton in Brazil last year comes to mind and things like that I think it's really an exciting challenge to spectate and to watch but like you say Max just made it look so easy he looked like he was having a Sunday drive he was just so dominant and like even you know him starting in 15th like you say Matt progressed to 14th with um Tsunoda's penalty uh but the drivers in the press uh, pen on Saturday were like, yeah, it's a good qualifying position, but Max will be past us by like the third lap. And it was just insane, like how fans know it's inevitable, the drivers know it's inevitable. I mean, Mercedes made a prediction. I think it was that Max would be within the top five by lap seven. He was, and we even had a safety car (laughs) in that time. Like, it's just crazy how inevitable he seems to be. I think Spars maybe... A little bit of a, um anomaly in the sense that he was so dominant, but that was because there were a lot of variables really working in his favour. I kind of hope for the sake of the championship that it's not like this at every single race. Obviously, Tommy and the rest of the Verstappen fans might disagree, but in terms of entertainment, it would be quite nice if we saw a bit of variety. I not wish
0: for it, Tommy, or I'm coming
1: for you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just a, an amazing race from Max, like pretty much flawless, so...
2: We didn't even mention the qualifying as well, that he only did one run. There's actually a great video of, I don't know if you saw it, but it was the, the cool down room of Lando where he comes up to him and he's like, oh, only six tenths ahead. And then Max goes, oh, and I only did one run. And Lando just like walks off like, that's ridiculous. Wasn't that in <laughs> the, weigh- the weighing bit? The weighing, the yeah, weighing yeah, yeah, bit, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just just absolutely crazy. And the fact that he's now done it twice from. 10th or lower. like we've It's not on been our done since 1959, mentioned. has it? Exactly. Well, 1960.
0: Oh, well, well you, told me. you told me that fact. I put it in Internet's Best Reactions and then he's telling me it's wrong. Unbelievable. Well,
2: technically, you're kind of right because it was done first in 59 and then it was the next race that he did it in 60. So it was over oh. like the, the break. But I can't believe t- two very different races as well that he's done it in Hungary where you can't really overtake Spa, where you can overtake, which is why everyone decided to take the penalties, and it showed why everyone took pen- penalties because, my word, you can just fly by on the camel Straight. But my only disappointment is that he didn't start from the pit lane because I still think he would have won, and he'd have been the oh, first try to do it.
0: Bore <laughs> off, oh just tom- oh, it just that, needs it that, more difficult. It just, Come on, yeah, just yeah, turn up the AI difficulty a bit because he definitely turned it down to zero for uh, for this particular weekend. Um Yeah. Next uh, quest. Well, next question. First question. Uh, Tilka Tracks comes in with: Can Max break the record of thirteen races in a season? Yes. Next.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got nine wins so far. Is that right, Tommy? As the Verstappen fanboy. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: That is okay. Just yeah, exactly eight to you. go. Yeah, eight to go. So I think it could well happen. Um, and I was thinking yesterday. <laughs> great. I'm really happy. Um, I was thinking yesterday. I I think it's unlikely, but if we'd even see the chance of Verstappen getting close to Vettel's record of just winning nine races solid in a row but I like I said earlier I think the remaining tracks if Ferrari aren't competitive at some of them then genuinely it's a travesty because um, they should be so we'll have to wait and see but hopefully by me mentioning it right now and nipping it in the bar I've jinxed it and it won't happen (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, but now you've said that you're trying to jinx, and jinxes don't oh, work if you're trying to shit. jinx. So, Katie, it was working up until the point you announced the jinx. Oh, I well am done. So sorry, you almost saved Ferrari's season. Thanks. So, so much has happened this season, though. You can never,
2: even though he's on phenomenal form and he's won those two races, we've seen moments before. Uh, Silverstone is an example that he was going to, you know, probably win that one, and something happened to the floor, and that he has had um, DNFs as well. But it does kind of look at the moment that if he doesn't have a mechanical failure, he's winning. So he needs five from the last eight, which yeah, you could definitely done. see happening. But you never know. I think that at the end of the day, Spa did flatter them quite a bit, but we'll go into that later.
0: Will we? I don't want to go into it later, Tommy. Thank you. Actually, (laughs) that's the end of talking about Max Verstappen. Next question from Team WTF on Mega, Mega versus member Mega versus Primus. Since Max has won nine races so far this season, are these new regulations actually working or is the effectiveness of the new regulations track dependent? I think it's very easy to get lost in the fact that, you know, or forget what the regulations actually were trying to do right that the first and biggest priority for the FIA was to allow for the cars to race closer and that is absolutely happening I think a lot of people are forgetting that before these new regulations cars could maybe fight for one or two laps and then their tires would overheat or they would slide around because of the dirty air, and then, again, tyres would overheat, degrade, whatever, and they wouldn't be able to fight. Whereas now, they can follow a lot closer. Yes, Red Bull have got it very, very right. Ferrari have got it right at some occasions. The new regulations were, I suppose, always going to create this big gap, because it was open to interpretation. We can see so many different concepts of car on the grid. Some have worked, some haven't, and that's causing this big field spread. Uh, But as the years go by, you would expect teams to get on top of the problems that they're facing. Um, You know, Mercedes and Hamilton saying that, you know, they need to build uh, the 2023 car. Now let's sack off the rest of the season kind of vibes. Um, But yeah, like the start of a new era of regulations is always going to create a field spread as much as we all hope and pray that it's going to be close as well as having close racing. But realistically, that's, that's never going to happen
2: yeah you hit the nail on the head really the the regulations were never meant to close the field it was about improving the racing and Spa maybe is not the best example of that because you can overtake quite well at Spa anyway and you always have been able to do because of that long or straight but hungary last time out was a perfect example of you could see so much more passing and drivers being able to follow uh that you can't do the things that esti bestie and uh Ocon, uh, sorry, and uh, Alonso did um, in the previous year and just block because he can't overtake. The fact that there's been a lot better racing, there's been a lot of overtaking. And I think it's very easy to jump on the fact that we've had a completely dominant uh, race from Verstappen. And no doubt a lot of people will worry worry that we're now in this new Red Bull, going to be the new Mercedes, and Verstappen's going to be the new Hamilton. But at the end of the day, the like you said, Matt, the new regulations, someone will get it right. And realistically, if you think back to the last time regulations were changed in quite a dramatic way, it was 2014. And there's no way the Red Bull have had an advantage like Mercedes have had in 2014. Uh well if they keep
0: on their, their
2: journey of what they're doing <laughs> spa, then maybe the <laughs> Yeah, but let's be honest, if Ferrari had not screwed up, sorry Matt, but if they hadn't. We'd have had a lot closer title fight so it is actually they're not miles ahead it, we don't go into every single we hadn't we haven't gone into every single race so far and think oh, Verstappen it's a it's a battle for pole between Verstappen and, and no one um so it has been fairly close and um yeah I think the regulations naturally uh the others will will catch up eventually but the racing's been made a lot better that's for sure so it's good.
1: I agree. I think without like just repeating what you guys have said, um, you know, if you look at maybe on paper, how the season's gone so far, like look how many polls Leclerc's got, for example, like, like Tommy said, it's not just Max Verstappen getting poll, getting the win and like running away with the championship every single weekend. We have seen a real mix of um competitiveness from both the teams and with the change of regulations, you're always going to get one team or two teams that maybe find loopholes or just understand the regulations and have, like better brains in their team than others and that benefit and can do better from the regulations. So I don't think it's a case of like, we're going to see Red Bull dominance from now until, you know, maybe 2026 when the engine rules change or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think that the regulations are, are working well in terms of like giving us better racing, better overtaking, et cetera. Um, so I'd say it's working in that sense of things.
0: Lovely. Lovely, traveling. Red Bull still being so good.
1: Uh, (laughs) Next
0: question comes in from Disaster Class, but with a H. Disaster Class. Uh, What was the race? The Red Bull car became the clear best this season because in Austria, it still should have been a one-two for Ferrari. I think you've answered your own question there. Really, it hasn't been the clear best this season up until Spa. I think you you can't really say that Red Bull have had um, an advantage like that. And yeah, it's been. Toing and throwing, a lot of the time, Ferrari should have won or at least got a lot more points from a lot more weekends. Don't make me go into it. So I think Spa has been the only, if we now have this running trend of Red Bull being quicker than Ferrari for the rest of the season, then Spa will be the turning point.
1: Yeah, very much. So I think Spa is maybe a golden example of like how it's just all worked out for Red Bull. Max is on his absolute A game. The car's well suited to this track. Um, so I think that's why we've just seen them become so dominant this weekend but I don't think we should write like like I said earlier just say oh well Red Bull will let everything from here on out um, because there should be some tracks coming up that maybe suit the Ferrari a bit better or whatever so um, just because yeah.
0: Ferrari are quicker does not mean they will end up on top so <laughs> Red Bull will win everything from here on in yes okay. <laughs> it's, yeah it's quite easy to look on that
2: race and go oh yeah Red Bull just far and away the best car but if we go back to Australia, I'm sure Matt will love no, to us about that.
0: 43-point <laughs> championship yeah. lead.
2: Here we go. But Leclerc absolutely annihilated everyone in that race. And he was so far ahead of Verstappen before yeah, he had his, his failure. Keep going. And the Ferrari was clearly the best. And we were all going, yeah. oh, Ferrari just going to completely dominate everything.
0: Um, yeah. which Um And they did, they didn't haven't.
2: they? Uh, yeah, they did. They and now did. they're hundred ninety-eight points point clear. clear. Yeah. Um So... Spa is a very extreme track. We've seen the strengths of Ferrari. We've seen the strengths of Red Bull. And this track is Red Bull through and through. I also read something on AMUS who said they're the techie guys. uh, They mentioned that there were apparently bumps in the track that surprised Ferrari and Mercedes. So they had to raise the ride height of their car a little bit more than expected, which basically meant that Red Bull were even quicker um which is explains the gap
0: that and also they, explains the signs uh radio constantly where he was having to avoid bumps in turn five turn to exactly,
2: exactly, so they but Ferrari truly believe and Ferrari are always right, clearly that um it's just uh it's just the the way the track's gone, they don't believe it's anything to do with this new technical directive or anything that or Red Bull haven't been pegged back at all and all the other teams are now going to be terrible. It's just the way that went. And like Katie said, when we get to Zandvoort, and I think Singapore is another example, if Ferrari are nowhere near Red Bull then, then I'd start
0: to worry, but not not now. Oh, there's no worrying involved. What's there to even play for for the rest of the season? I just meant more going forward. No, 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 it's fine. We'll we'll just focus on 2023 from here on in. Come on. When does Ferrari pack it up and focus on 23? I think it's pretty soon, isn't it? Uh, next question, Gust Flater, <laughs> Should Ferrari and Mercedes give up the rest of the season and use it for testing the 2023 car? I hadn't actually read that question. Tell oh, you don't read the podcast um, sheet without telling me you yeah, don't read the podcast sheet. I know, right? Uh, but it's nice. It's nice to have uh, pure reactions. Um, yeah, I think, well, Mercedes are going to give up. I think Hamilton's already said that, you know, let's just bin it off and and focus on 2023. And to be honest, I think probably Mercedes had already started that because they are out of it now. And it's a shame because it looks as though they've gone backwards rather than forwards. I know we are just basing it on Spa at the moment, but, you know, is Hamilton going to keep his uh, win streak up in every season he's competed in? Um, I would hope so. I'd like to see him get one just so that can continue because he's had a few brilliant drives this season, which could have easily ended up in a victory (coughs) had it not been for Verstappen. Um, And Ferrari, yeah, bin it off. Honestly, just sack it off. Focus on 2023 now. Like you, even if you do get the car right for the rest of the year, your strategy team is great. Uh, so you just just sack it off, guys. Honestly, it's it's time to focus on 2023. Rejig everything. Get get your interns on the strategy wall. See if they can do a better job for the, the second half of the season. Uh, try and find a diamond in, diamond in the rough and fix everything that's gone wrong with Ferrari maybe including Bonotto there's a lot of talk as well about Bonotto and is he the right man for the job um no comment
2: Mm. I don't know about Ferrari this race do you think people were maybe overly critical just because they're a bit of a a meme again or did they completely lose it or were they just the slower car and they still got a fairly decent result and Leclerc was quite unlucky with the um tear off obviously we'll go into the fastest lap shenanigans later which was a uh, interesting to say the least but um yeah the the there's no point mercedes and ferrari kind of going really hardcore on the season but then the regulations aren't changing that much um it's not like last year where you go oh you put it all into next year because it's completely different so you can get a big advantage so at the end of the day they just need to um yeah, there'll, there'll be a few few changes, but I think let's be honest, Mercedes in particular. I'm sure Ferrari as well will be thinking about 2023.
1: Yeah, I think the term like "give up," I don't think either team should just completely I like think they should. No, I I think that would be really bad for motivation. No, it'd be good if for Ferrari suddenly... fans
0: if they say we've given up. You go, okay, okay, no we'll stop expectations. Believing that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, maybe for like damage control for the Tafosi, maybe it'll be a good thing. But I still think it's worth having some emphasis on this year, because although maybe Red Bull have, you know, gone clean, like there is still money to be won with the Constructors Championships. If Ferrari can finish ahead of Mercedes or Mercedes finish ahead of Ferrari, like that's still valuable cash that they could be like happy with um and also yeah within the team if you start a season this is just from my personal opinion um but if you start a season on such a high and there's so much excitement around your car if you've got to like the first race after the summer break and you've gone Do you know what we're just gonna pack it in like screw the rest of the season I don't think that's gonna be particularly motivating within the team personally so I think maybe like a 75 uh 25% split or something like that I don't really know like I tried to play F1 manager this week. I was shocking. So I have a newfound respect for all the team principals and all the F1 like man- team managers and stuff. But um, just personally, I think from a motivation perspective, maybe don't just completely give up. And also, can I just have a little mini rank? Because I haven't had one in ages. I'm kind of getting a bit annoyed at Toto Wolf calling this car undrivable because it's not undrivable. It's just worse than they're normally used to. Oh, my
2: God. It's so privileged. Mercedes are so privileged that i'm sure they said that that's the worst qualifying we've ever had and they were fourth and fifth
1: i know, like, I know benefit benefit for from- <laughs> every <laughs>
2: benefit- other team for the last seven years must be like oh
1: jog on <laughs> it is like quite frustrating to like yeah like you say hear Toto, you know calling the car a diva or an s box i won't swear because i don't know what i can do on youtube and the podcast but um And yeah, like you say, the qualifying results are still like fourth and fifth and Mercedes are still, you know, collecting a good haul of points and stuff like that. So I feel like maybe Toto needs to stop calling it undrivable and instead just be like, we haven't made the best car in the world. And that's annoying, but hey, ho, sometimes the cookie crumbles that way, you know, But Um, but that's my little mini rant. There we go. Yeah. This is what
0: happens when you're used to winning for so long yeah you three everyone's got the a target bram, on their right? back when... apparently
1: this year well they do May because 12. they're all
0: in front of them so like you know <laughs> not target target um but yeah no it's uh, this is what happens when you win for so long there's an expectation to win and and they're not and it's not undrivable. I mean try and try and get in the hass I suppose uh, or the um who was the slowest car this weekend what would we say
2: probably hass <laughs> yeah
0: Hass. yeah to be fair um so yeah this it's just a bit a little bit petulant really isn't it it's just like oh come on no. it's not undrivable though is it george was chasing down the blooming ferrari at the end of the race like jesus um yeah cool so in a nutshell ferrari give up no maybe not but to be fair i I would also say maybe it's good for motivation focusing on next year because this year has been such a disaster for ferrari and they should be winning the world title potentially but either or um,
2: do you feel like they learn not learn (laughs) their lesson because obviously it happened with the I, i feel like um I feel like they were really asking Leclerc everything and they were having oh, yeah. all these discussions a lot more than usual to try and they must have known a little bit what what's been going on because they really made so. a thing of it and oh my <laughs> word F1 TV knew exactly what they were doing broadcasting every single little thing by the yeah. way uh, to make sure that it was played out to continue that narrative so
0: yeah, it was It was like they've kind of gone right. Oh, God, yeah, no, we should probably ask Leclerc what he wants. But at the same time, they were like rolling out Plan A to Z live on the radio. And they're like, well, Charles, would you like some fresh mediums to go through the field? Or would you like some fresh hearts, perhaps? Maybe uh, lap 47. They, they properly went into detail, which you never hear on any team radio ever. So they were almost quite scared to make the call, which is almost a bit too far in the other direction where you go, like wh- There has to be some kind of, right, we think we're going to do this. Is this okay? Sort of thing. Rather than, well, we've got these options available. Uh, please. It's like when you're playing the F1 game, they go, a new strategy option's available to you. Uh, just that's all, that's all the driver needs. Charles doesn't know what's going on around him, who he's going to fall into traffic with, et cetera, et cetera. So it was almost a little bit too far the other way for me. But I appreciate, as I said in Internet's Best Reactions, Ferrari trying to communicate <laughs> with their driver. Yeah, At least he tried cake.
2: Yeah, Yeah, literally.
0: (laughs) Where it was, yeah, there needs to still be some kind of conviction from Ferrari, but to allow Charles to go, no, I don't want to do that. So they're getting there, you know, maybe next race.
1: Maybe by 2035, they'll have an idea of what they're doing.
0: Wow, I'll be 42 years old. Right, Tommy, (laughs) three-word race Uh, (laughs) review.
2: My three-word race review is Leave to Space. And this is obviously about the first lap collision between. Old rivals Alonso and <laughs> Hamilton, uh, yeah. So lap one incident. we barely got to see it because I don't really know what the camera operator was doing, but they completely <laughs> completely missed it. I think they were focusing too far back, but, maybe
1: on Max or something. See, I get yeah.
2: On. Um, but it's a rare rare mistake from Hamilton. He just turned in really like Alonso wasn't there, and it's. I feel like the that corner at Spa is not too. It's nothing like the corner itself, but in terms of it's always a disaster, that turn at Austria where as soon as you go around the outside of it, you can't really run side by side, yet people continually still try and do it and it never, ever works. I mean, Hamilton even had uh, a collision with Rosberg there um, way back. In F2, you saw drivers try and go side by side and they'd either crash or one of them would have to bail off onto the runoff because – it's just too, too tight of a corner. And um, another thing was, it was just a big shame that it killed a lot of the intrigue that we needed because I don't think Alonso would have got a podium. Cause he didn't, I don't think he had the pace, but he was running in that podium spot. Hamilton probably would have given science a bit more of a challenge. Perez was actually very, very fortunate that they two had that crash. Cause he had a woeful start and, that just helped him massively because he ended up straight behind Science on the restart, and yeah, it's a shame because it killed quite a lot of the intrigue. But just to cover it, fair play to Hamilton for admitting it was his fault, even if Alonso
0: was pretty savage on the radio, oh, massively savage. But Hamilton did not care, did not want. No. Yeah, a lot of reporters wanted to stare the pot and get Hamilton's initial reaction to Alonso saying he knows how to drive at the front, but he did not have any interest uh, in that. For me. Uh, I would go, I'd argue slightly against that, Tommy, in the sense that corner we saw work quite, quite a few times during the race. And it was more the fact that a lot of drivers that sweep around the outside have a willing driver to not stick it up the inside. Alonso was never going to give that position uh, to Hamilton. He was never going to give it up. And I think Lewis maybe forgot who he was racing uh but you just you someone assumed, assumed, you look how close he was to the apex yeah, well. <laughs> he just assumed that fernando would back out back out yeah. and and that's what a lot of times we saw i mean esti bestie did a double overtake into that exact corner and went round the outside like it was possible and we saw a, a bit of action i think in the midfield as well with aston martins and whatnot where it did actually work out but they have to be they they swoop all the way around the outside and usually the inside car just kind of goes you know what fair enough we'll get you we'll get you back on the next lap whereas fernando is going absolutely not i will be on the inside of the corner it's your job to not turn in and lewis did and he was you know straight up and apologized and said you know that was my fault and that's fair enough and we and we move on and there's been a lot of talk about why didn't hamilton get a penalty uh for that particular uh incident i, I I don't think it really warranted a penalty personally. I think it was just a bit of a racing incident. Yeah, he says it was his fault, but you know, you can still have, lay blame on someone even if it is a bit of a racing uh, incident. So and you know, he he got his just deserves, Did Was it just desserts?
1: Just desserts, yeah. Yeah,
0: anyway, not that penalties should have you know the consequence of what <clears> happens <throat> but 100% every single time there is a level of mm. consequence yeah, to it. Even that even that the ball, was, the yeah, the
2: fact that Alonso is still in the race. Yeah, Alonso is still in the race somehow. Out. Hamilton, yeah.
1: Yeah, and his car was relatively okay. Like, I think if Alonso maybe had to come in and change a front wing and blah, 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 like, maybe there would have been a penalty there. But I think the fact that Hamilton was forced to retire from the race was kind of like, okay, well, you know, everything's settled, the scales are settled, so we won't issue a separate penalty for, like, Samford.
0: Not that that should be the case. No, but, but but it just so is. It's the clearest thing ever where you go, well, that's probably going to be a penalty if both of them carry on in the race. And there's damn you know, because he did have a bit of a, on, on one of his wheel winglets, didn't he? Alonso is, uh, had a shaking um, wheel winglet on his front left. But apart from that, he was pretty much fine. Um, but yeah, I I don't, you know, I'm not particularly for Hamilton getting some sort of penalty for that.
1: No, I'd just like to also say, Tommy, I really like this three-word race review because it's a cheeky little, you know, tip of the hat to uh, an iconic bit of Alonso team radio. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think... Fair play to Hamilton for, you know, coming into the media pen saying, I've looked at the replays. I was at full. Ham- um, Alonso was in my blind spot was, you know, what he said was the reason. Um, and yeah, the fact that some journalists, fair play, I probably would have done the same kind of maybe stirring the pot a little bit, trying to get something out of Hamilton, see if he'll bite. Like that's literally their job. Um, but yeah, in one of them, Hamilton's just like, I don't care. And it like a mic drop and just walks away from the end of the interview um which I also saw somebody share and Hamilton liked it which I thought was quite funny that he's you know seen that the Hamilton fans enjoyed that little uh, I'm out of here kind of vibe um and walked off so yeah I think it's just an unfortunate that one collision um and yeah like you say sad to see Hamilton out the race because that would have added an extra layer of spice and excitement um but unfortunately he was at fault at that for that so
0: He'd have yeah. been in the signs as well. He'd
2: have been on the podium. Yeah, probably would have been would have been ahead of Russell and it would have been closer because the Mercedes looked <laughs> very close to the Ferrari to say how much slower they were. One thing that was funny that I just mentioned as well is that the thing about Alonso, one thing that made me laugh when I watched the media interview afterwards is that he obviously went in on Hamilton, called him an idiot, said he can only drive at the front of the field. And then when the uh, journalists said, you know, you said this, he kind of backtracked. uh, And it's an understandable thing. We say it all the time that it's in the heat at the moment. He's talking to his engineer. He doesn't think about the broadcast and he'll be different. And he'll be, yeah, I know, but he'll be different in the media. I'd be a bit more calm and reserved. And then he said that. And then went in on Ferrari in the media pen, (laughs) 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 calling their strategy terrible. So, uh, did they
0: say terrible? I thought it was surprising. Yeah, he just, he
2: just, he basically made a cheeky comment about them. So, yeah, Alonso being Alonso, you love to see it. He's just a character. And my word, even though it's the worst decision, one of the worst decisions ever for him to go to Aston Martin, thank goodness he's getting a multi-year contract because we need him in f1 for a long time because he makes my job it, very easy i just love it mm, he's <laughs> he's very clickworthy isn't he uh, Would yeah. you have
0: given hamilton a penalty for that racing instant mm, I mean. no i think i feel like
2: uh, he got he got his own problem okay. by essentially dnfing so uh, i know you can't take consequence in, like you say but i Let's think a great, a, a grid penalty would have been too harsh
0: uh, so Benjamin Del ten did Lewis give enough space and not know he was there? Or did he cut him off? Well, yeah, I think we kind of just uh, answered that where, well, he didn't give Alonso enough space and uh, pretty much owned up to it. So we'll move on. Katie, what's your three-word? Oh, I can see what it is. Let's see how you <laughs> Let's see how you say this.
1: My three-word race review is yesty, esty, besty. <laughs> That's a very serious three-word race review. And that is about... I wonder who it's about. Well, it's actually about Fernando Alonso. about Esteban Ocon. Um, and I thought he had a really lovely weekend. So I wanted to cheer about it. And yeah, decided with Tommy yesterday that that was going to be the three-word race review. So I hope everybody enjoys that. Um, yeah, uh, like a brilliant qualifying, which is generally a great weekend for Alpine, to be honest with you. Esteban saying that um, probably one of the best that he's ever had since he's been with the team. And I would agree with that. Um, and then of course, not one double overtake, but two double overtakes. So um a really good uh display of his talent this weekend. And uh yeah, I'm very happy for him. So there you go. There's my little Esteban Ocon Praise Corner, and we can <laughs> talk about something else if you want.
0: <laughs> no, we'll probably still reflect on it. Um yeah, Esteban was was very good. Yeah, he um those overtakes were were brilliant and I think he was very uh happy with himself as well, as you say in the uh media pen afterwards so yeah he, he deserves the plaudits for sure um i thought he finished seventh in the end yeah So uh, yeah yeah it was yeah, it was, yeah p7 and that's from from the back so yeah really good drive and showing that he's got some some skills i don't know what more to say he was he was very good yeah
2: i felt like it was going to be another one of those races where despite him starting last and alonso i was all being like could alonso lead at, at the first lap that Ocon looked like he was going to beat Alonso in the race again at one point, that he was kind of closing in. But the two double moves were epic. And actually, the one that people will remember, and I see the one going on socials, is the one on Vettel where it's very reminiscent to the Mika Hecken and Schumacher one from Spa in 2000. Don't but for me, the, poor, Sonta, poor, poor Sonta. The, the only thing he's remembered for is getting <laughs> being part of that move. But Oh my word! The the move on at uh, the bus stop actually for me was the better one. That was a beauty that was around good. the outside. Yeah, that was quality.
0: With so well Ricardo done, and
1: Latifi. That was a sexy move. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Call yourself down, Katie. <laughs> really, 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 loving that one. Oh, well done well, <laughs> done, well done, Bestie. Well done, Esteban. Uh, question from Wartsa: Seeing the pace of McLaren and Alpine this weekend, do you think Alpine is the fourth team until the end of the season? well, I think they're going to be stronger than McLaren for the rest of the season. Yeah. Not necessarily going to be stronger at every single race, but McLaren, they escape a lot of criticism, in my opinion. Uh, and Tommy is of the exact same, uh, and it was actually his opinion that I was like, yeah, that's a very good point, Tommy. Um, so I am just backpacking backing <laughs> off of, uh, off of what you're saying, but I, yeah, McLaren pretty terrible. Danny Rick was running in a reasonable like ninth for a while. And then he just disappeared. And I think he had to pit again, uh, at the end of the race. But yeah, Alpine looked really strong. I mean, the fact that Ocon can start from the back and, and finish seventh, Norris started at the back and finished twelfth, I think. Uh, so there is a, a pace differential between the two. And I think Tommy's going to have to be buying a lot of Alpine merch uh, come the end of the year. Buy <laughs> the
1: Fernando Alonso much, it might be discounted.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. save myself some money. <laughs> I wonder if Piastri is regretting that tweet now <laughs> because Alpine, yeah, they look the better, the better package than McLaren right now. You're right. I don't think McLaren get enough criticism for how awful they've been this year. Everyone laughs at Ferrari, but realistically, where where are McLaren? They're meant to be this top team as well that not only haven't built a car that's good enough, they seem to be doing poor strategies. Their car, whatever setup they had on that car, oh my word, they they made it look like when... Daniel Ricciardo had the DRS. I think he had the wrong wing on or something anyway, but McLaren with the DRS looked like they didn't even have DRS. It looked so slow and they just seem to be going backwards. It's just really poor. And I think Ricciardo's deserved the criticism that he's got because of he's not been performing very well and Lando's got that card to where it really shouldn't be in the title. And I still don't know how Lando's there in the championship. He should not be ahead of both Alpines. It's it's crazy that he's done that. But Ricardo being poor and all this Ricardo drama is such a good distraction for McLaren about their own poor performance because I don't think enough people are talking about it.
1: Say it louder for the people at the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true with Ricardo. So McLaren bought a load of lower drag parts, including a new rear wing. Um, and Ricardo's had a problem which had to be changed on Saturday, and they only bought one per driver. So he had to go um for another wing which was higher down force and made him much slower, which once again is kind of just never really talked about. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think McLaren's Well, the car apparently is just incredibly difficult to drive. I know Norris has been able to, like you say, get it in some really good positions like the podium in Imola, which still seems absolutely crazy looking back that he managed to achieve that with the car that, you know, at the start of the season, like in testing, it was just terrible. So fair play to Norris for that. But yeah, just a really disappointing year for McLaren. And Like you say, I feel like it's not really talked about because everybody kind of piles into Ricardo and says, well, he's washed and blah, blah, blah. Um, But generally the package McLaren have got isn't great. But then with Alpine, they too have made some pretty shocking strategy calls so far this year um, or not had things quite right when it comes to Fernando Alonso, for example. So I think they both have their pros and they both have their cons. But if I was to, at this moment in time, say who I think would finish fourth, I think Alpine might just have the uh, the edge over McLaren.
2: Agreed. Definitely. Also, Absolutely. one thing I think it's worth worth adding is that race for me was the perfect example that we're not getting a midfield podium <laughs> because the fact that the, the two of the cars started at the back, Hamilton got yeeted out and they're still not even close, are they? Absolutely nowhere near to getting uh, an Alpine or a McLaren or anything on the seconds pit. off the lead. Yeah, the absolutely no chance that we're getting that. Well... game.
1: Kill
0: those uh, hopes and dreams, baby yeah, girl. Well, I mean, I'm still waiting for a bit of rain or something, you know, some craziness. That's what I'm a bit of bot bowling. Singapore. You never know. You never know. Um, this isn't an, a question, but I think it just is worth mentioning because we haven't, you know, we're all yes, de, besties. But I think we also need to give a shout out to Pierre Gasly, who started from the pit lane and finished P9. Um, I think that is a, a brilliant drive from Pierre, especially considering how bad that Alpha Tower has been uh, this year uh, and to drive that. Pretty dog of a car to to two points is uh, yeah very nice. Heavily Lucky heavily
2: champion. rumored at Alpine now as well that he might have a chance. And if you're an Alpine boss watching that race, who are you going for? Gasly, Ricardo or Mick Schumacher? Hundred percent Gasly yeah, if you can. Fit. Oh, but, <laughs> then, um, <laughs> but then Ocon doesn't
0: get on with him. So. French
1: fireworks. I yeah, those two ready. don't like each
0: other like that as much as you've got pierre gasly driving well i don't know i just can you see them ever working together in like team orders or something or anything like that no. it's going to be ocon versus perez times 10
1: i think drive yeah. survivor just behind them like do it do it do it <laughs> yeah
0: yeah literally um but who knows i mean alpine aren't in exactly they the strong kiss position make right up. now you never know or they'll just get Piastri, which apparently is the thing today. They're going we'll to the CRB, out. aren't they, to find mm-hmm. out what the contracts are saying. Uh next question. Let's let's talk about it. Ferrari. Jordan Cook 38. Why did Leclerc pit at the end with the risk of coming out behind Alonso? Well, okay, for this, for this, I'm actually not going to go in on Ferrari because I am of the opinion that, fair enough, they were in fifth, they had a 19-second gap to Alonso. They put softs on. And for me, I, yeah, I I'm not particularly angry with them for doing that because like you, you take a risk. They had they came out on fresh softs. Alonso was easy pickings. So at the end of the day, it was just a bit of a risk to try and make it happen. And I mean, it's kind of pointless. But then again, one point might well have been what might well be the difference between second and third in the constructors if uh, they're fighting Mercedes, which may well be uh, the case coming into the season. Um. The problem, obviously, is Leclerc speeding in the pit lane. Now, I guess when you take in all the factors, maybe, maybe you can blame Ferrari slightly because of this burnt sensor that was in the, you know, that has gone on the front right because of Max Verstappen throwing a banana skin uh, of his uh, tear off visor into it. I mean, come on, Tommy, like you're, Big you're, brain you, were, you that were was, eighty points clear at that point. That why do you do that? Cruel. That's quality. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so for those that don't know, Max Max's tear off got stuck in, in Charles Leclerc's front left uh, front right tire, so then they had to pit and get rid of it basically. Uh, and then that consequently burned a sensor or something, which then meant that it was slightly off in terms of how they measured speed or something. His and not sorry, gone. I was going to say, and not only that, but Leclerc sped in the pit lane by one kilometer an hour. One kilometer. His tweet.
2: I, I can't. I can't remember exactly. I try and find it, but it gave me like you
0: vibes with the fact that it was kind of like sarcastic.
2: really sarcastic, like "What a brilliant at day!" End, yeah, it was
0: a brilliant day at the end. <laughs> uh, and for those that haven't seen that tweet, I then replied saying, "Crying session at my house at eight. Pull up," and he liked it, which was I found quite oh, funny. So, um, wow. so yeah, he's uh, he, he uh, can relate to he that knows. sort of stuff. But no, I'm not going to have too much of a go at Ferrari because you know it, it was worth the risk, but at the same time if they if they were of the knowledge that Charles wouldn't be able to accurately <laughs> kind of measure his speed coming into the pits, then that is a blunder. But they have a backup sensor, which apparently wasn't fully calibrated or something. So, I mean, it yeah. would suggest that with one kilometre an hour over the speed limit. It's just, it's just at the end of the day, another bit of Charles Leclerc bad luck. Um, and it is what it is.
1: We had to get a Charles Leclerc sympathy corner in here somewhere, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like it just had to happen. (laughs) What were you going to say, Tommy? No, go on, you go. Okay, I was just going to say, I think it was a risk for Ferrari to pit him. And, you know, despite Alonso's cheeky comments, like it is fact that, you know, the pit stop wasn't even that slow. And yet it was very obvious that he was going to come out extremely close to Alonso. But I guess they just hoped that, with the slipstream and stuff that he'd be able to get past if Alonso did get past him. Um, But it's just an added bit of just drama. And like listening to the the Leclerc radio, he really didn't seem too keen with the idea. Mm, Um, But they were like, uh, no, no, box, box, do it, do it. But maybe that was a case that he should have just said, no guys, I'm not going to risk it. Piss off. (laughs) So who knows?
0: <laughs> no, well, I'm on YouTube and podcast. I'm not going to say, uh, say, you know, yeah. say
1: "s". You can say you can say "piss". You say
0: "Jesus Christ". Yeah. Um, to be fair, I actually, you can... make a very good point about the team radio. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that because, yeah, I suppose Leclerc literally said, "I don't no. want to do it. I don't want to risk it." But if you really want to do it, sort of thing. So he kind of left it as, "I oh, really want to do has it." Has he Ferrari, not learn? Come on, Charles. Just say, "I don't f- want to do f- it." Or, yeah, be firm with them. And Ferrari, I guess, were nowhere in the sense of pace and I think Max Verstappen's fastest lap was very good so there was a level of not really wanting to do it so I guess yeah if you add that layer maybe you can have a, a bit of a go at Ferrari but then again a bit of a go at Leclerc Leclerc should just flat out say no I don't fancy this I'm not coming in jog on
2: Max better, was so much worded. yeah Max was so much quicker was he actually even going to really do it anyway um don't even on the soft tyres. we don't know it seemed like a huge risk for for one point, the fact that, like Katie mentioned, they did a pretty decent pit stop. It wasn't like it was a slow pit stop and Alonso got him. Maybe, I don't know where the DRS line was. Uh, the, the activation was it before A Rouge? The, yeah, yeah. Be, was um,
0: it? Uh, no, I think it's at the top of the hill. At least that's what I remember from the F1 game. Oh, okay. But maybe not. Actually, um, no, maybe that's the activation. I'm trying
2: to remember because I'm wondering. I, I know this is like big brain, but I'm wondering if. Charles essentially could have slowed down, let Alonso through, got DRS. I feel like that's something that Alonso would have done if he was in that position where he'd have got DRS and then he could have just passed him
0: straight away with DRS. What? Let him through before O rouge. Yeah, and then I guess it's dangerous. The, the, it. the DRS dangerous. detection
1: zone is yeah just before O rouge.
0: Just before Eau rouge, yeah, and then okay. the activation is just at the top of
1: radial yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, So let him, let him through, get in the slipstream get the DRS breeze past him and then you've got a full lap without him being in the way. But that's that is kind of that's a lot of thinking to do and it's one of those things in hindsight, isn't it? So yeah, it just seemed like a big, big risk from Ferrari. Also but it just sums to, up their season. Trying to it? play
0: DRS chicken with Fernando Alonso before Roy Rouge. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alonso does a very exactly good point actually. <laughs> I think I think Alonso is probably trying to do
2: the same thing to Charles anyway it, in the first quarter, when he that would locked so up funny. at turn one did you
0: see that he went a bit wide he wanted Leclerc to go through 100%. he did 100% but yeah
2: it's just oh, I watched the Channel 4 highlights and um Alex Jakes was just saying that epitomizes Ferrari's season really that they're so far behind in the title Leclerc's gone in to get the fastest lap point which normally is the easy free pit stop for the worst of the best cars because there's such a huge gap not quite done it right messed it up sped in the pit lane anyway so didn't get the fastest lap anyway and lost a it's just so ferrari isn't it it's
0: poor guys i would probably lose my mind a bit more about it if uh the gap wasn't 96 or 98 points it's like 25
2: uh, 24 or yeah. something yeah
0: well, yeah, in terms of like the actual difference of of mistake, like it doesn't matter really at the end of the day. Unless we look, if they lose the second place in the championship by two points, then we'll know where where they lost it. But <laughs> um, yeah, again, I think you know we keep saying there is a there is a level to it where it's Charles' uh, prerogative to tell Ferrari no, especially when he has uh, voiced his opinion, um, he really needs to just tell them to to jog on, um, but he hasn't done it yet. Uh, Team WTF1 member Ham Gammon. Do we think it's time that visor tear-offs need to be rethought? Not only is it littering, it costs drivers, teams, points, and money. Apparently, Seb keeps them in the cockpit. Of course, of course he, he does. does. <laughs> yeah, Seb, yeah, Seb's, Seb's a hero. Right? Um, I haven't given visor tear-offs much thought, to be honest, and it hasn't really...
2: Ever come of ever.
0: Yeah, it's not really been a problem, Uh too much at least, Uh, about the not only is it littering, I'm sure they get picked up after the race, either by fans taking them home Uh or uh, by the marshals and and things like that. So I I don't really think there's much to be said about visor tear-offs personally. This, to me, screams peak,
2: driver-dominating. We have to find ways to – it's actually quite funny because going through the podcast questions – I'm getting big flashbacks to when Hamilton was was dominating that you know Max has dominated from this drive and now you get all the um the questions of oh do we need to do this do we need to do that we need to change the rules um very much deja vu from when Hamilton was winning and there'd be a random unique incident that everyone would say is really lucky and then everyone jumps on it and we need to change the rules there was one about Max it a burnout at the end and someone calling it dangerous and should have been banned from Formula One and all this kind of stuff. And um, you've got people saying that we need to change the rules now. These regulations aren't working because this happens too far ahead. And it's just screams exactly just only two years ago when Hamilton was dominating and you just, it is what it is.
0: Well, yeah, I think a success ballast is definitely uh, on the cards. <laughs> of uh, you do. I think we stick fifty kilograms in Verstappen's car and then realize he's still too quick. And then, oh, imagine,
2: imagine success ballast because Ferrari either are if they're not the quickest anymore, they're the second uh, quickest team. They'd be behind everyone with their
0: strategy. Yeah, they certainly would. Uh, but no, Hamgammon, thank you for your question. But I don't know, Katie, anything to add?
1: I mean. Tear-off visors, firstly, in terms of littering, like a few tear-off visors is nothing in comparison to some of the mess that fans leave behind at racetracks. So I think we need to take some responsibility there. But then also we've seen visor tear-offs have caused issues in the past, you know, like, although it's not quite as catastrophic as what happened to the clerk yesterday, Verstappen, I think it was in Saudi Arabia at one point, he had a visor tear off stuck on his wing mirror or something. So he was trying to to grab it with one hand going around like the tight, crazy corners in the Saudi track. So they can get in the way, definitely. But um, I think it's just unfortunate. I don't know, can they be made of some sort of like instant degradable material probably not like i'm not just, a scientist i don't know how it works let it go and then just,
0: just
1: <laughs> it's like in marvel just, like, there's like when there was a blip, yeah. just like yeah um so yeah they've been used for years and years and only there's only a few unfortunate scenarios <laughs> where they get caught in maybe a air duct or something like that and or a sensor and cause a problem um it's just really unlucky for charles but i feel like that's how his whole season is so he he's used to it Wonderful. by now
0: Wonderful, more bad luck. I mean,
1: at least because... maybe he's getting it out of the way now, and next year is going to be the best year ever. You know, you got to keep positive, eh?
0: No, I don't have anything left right now. Sorry, Katie. I'm sorry I, I really don't. That. I am empty. Okay, Tommy, it's time. Hopefully, you have prepared yourself for the Def, next. Definitely jingle. wasn't
2: doing it during the podcast because I just
0: remembered. You, uh, yeah. ABCDF1 user generated is submitted jingle. Indeed. Uh, So I've got
2: one here. It says, hello, my name is Nika Magvelashvili," And they've even put brackets. You can skip the last name, but I went for it. Uh, I'm a huge fan from Georgia. I just made three jingles for your different themed podcasts. I know you did not ask for three, but I made them anyway. (laughs)
1: Love it.
2: I hope someday I'll visit the UK and your WTF1 space at Silverstone. And if for any reason you end up in Georgia, I'll gladly show you around. Keep up the great work. Best wishes. Nika.
0: Here we go. Lovely. ABCDF one time now. Let's talk about how the drivers have graded. D from us and a D from the fans. Wow, it doesn't matter, does it?
1: It's not looking good, bro.
0: I think he was kind of asking for it a little bit. Can this guy just have a normal weekend? Have
1: I just not picked up on this? Or was he just terrible?
0: Okay, we'll give him an A star then. Oh, yeah, yeah a little- Boom
1: <laughs> I love that yeah, That's that so good three?
0: That was just one
2: They did one for the actual podcast itself Go and play it and, and Hot Takes
0: Wednesday Oh let's play all three Oh hang on them? I'll, I'll play them at the end I'll play them at the end Okay I'll play them but at the end That's final save thought. Them. Stay yeah. tuned Okay so save me e f one time Thank you Is it Mika? Nika Nika Wait, N- Okay Nika uh, thank you uh, for that wonderful jingle. We now get into the gradings for the drivers for the Belgian Grand Prix in 2022. Here we go. Right, let's start with Lewis Hamilton. E. It's an F.
1: Yeah.
0: E. I can't give him an F. Like, like it was no. a misjudgment and it was, it was bad. But I is guess it it's turn. Like, yeah, Nickler I guess it's turn term... in a wall, unforced. Like... Yeah, that's true. I think I
2: it's guess, an E. I guess because it's lap yeah. one, it'll get a little um he gets a little
0: upgrade to which everyone will call British bias. <laughs> Good. Flood it in the yeah. comments. Help the algorithm everyone. Come on. E. E? Yeah. Yeah. E, okay. yeah. E from us, F from the fans. George Russell. Uh, well, I think I think A. I think he drove very well. Considering it's an undrivable Mercedes to finish two and a half seconds behind Carlos Sainz, I think was a very, very good performance from George. Yeah, he gets a B. He yeah.
2: made a mistake
0: mm. catching Sainz. That's oh, true. He, he did. Made, make he made it. a small mistake, lost six yeah. tenths, and you're gonna, you're like, nope, he's washed. No, I'm giving it A. <laughs> mm,
1: maybe, yeah, maybe an A. Maybe you swayed me there, Matt. Because, yeah, he Christ. was. Oh, okay, <laughs> right. This. He finished twenty
0: nine seconds off the lit like in a Mercedes. Yeah, in a Mercedes, it was so Mercedes. slow.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's been. Um, it was quite slow and quality. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> <Can't> oh. agree. <laughs> apparently, no cares, when Tommy, you did your mid season review, apparently I'm too generous with my grades anyway.
0: Yeah, you you're having a yeah, go at me and grading Sebastian again. Vettel.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I think I think he just scrapes an A. We can't give scrapes though. He's an
1: A. A minus. <laughs>
0: No. Uh, okay, so A from us and a B from the fans. Max Verstappen, C. I well don't fancy, you're right. Oh,
1: shit, um... <laughs> e, he made it boring.
0: Yeah, E. Yeah, e from F, Verstappen, F-F-Stappen, definitely. A star, A star E-S- from the fans E-C-S-S-A as well. Eight okay. people star, we love Verstappen. Uh, <laughs> Sergio Perez It's going to be an A. B.
1: Really?
0: Yeah.
2: You can't be finishing 20 seconds behind your team. 17.8 so, yeah. seconds behind. <laughs> oh, yes, that makes such a difference. Um, it's three
1: seconds. I he should have got pole. One, two, he should have
2: got Paul against science. He didn't. He had a terrible start. If he'd have got into the lead, he might have been able to at least have a, a chance where. He there would have been team orders, and then he could have claimed that he was quicker and won the race. So no,
0: it no, there there was that conversation would never have happened. I mean, Verstappen was in another league, but no, I mean, fair enough. Look, you're allowed to be again one grade lower because you know, a bit. <laughs> I, I must, I'm am still sticking with an A because uh, he did show some really good pace uh, at times and and caught past signs, got a one 2 Like I, I don't think that deserves a B personally.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go for an A-shock. But I love that Christian Horner, after qualifying, was like, well, actually, it is in our favour that Checo starts P2 because, you know, it says in the record flip. books, it's a better pass, place to start. So and That's yeah, what they were both doing, off the track. yeah, again, I agree, though. His, at the start, to be fair. His start was shocking. horrendous.
0: So. But then he just wanted to slipstream up the hill, I think. Uh, he thought the P5 was really the, the, yeah. the, the slipstream. He and actually knew, he knew that, that Alonso and Alonso, Alonso, Alonso was and yeah. yeah, They were like, oh, no, don't want anything to do with Hamilton and Alonso. I'll stay, stay behind them. Um, Sorry, um, yeah, A, A, A for A, for
1: Paris, A star, yeah. predicting the
0: future. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so an A from us, Tommy Scrapsi, and an A from the fans as well. The fans were correct. Right, uh, Charles Leclerc. B.
2: It's hard to know how he'd have done
0: without
2: yeah, the tear-off. So B. B. Yeah,
1: B.
0: B from us and a B from the fans. Carlos signs. A. B.
1: Love <laughs> you guys, your facial, <laughs> facial expressions. Why have you graded those things? <laughs>
2: <laughs> because he actually beat his teammate and didn't finish miles behind him unlike Sergio Perez and you're going to give him the same grade, but okay.
0: Okay, fine, fair enough. A, oh Jesus, <laughs> sassy Tommy, come out, come to play. Oof. No, I think okay, yeah. A, to be fair, I did say in the Twitch watch along that it's probably one of the only weekends where signs has shown probably the similar, if not maybe slightly faster than Leclerc. Uh So yeah, I'll give him an A, even though he finished twenty six seconds off the lead and finished start on pole.
1: I'll go with an A as well, because
0: cool. <laughs> A from for us and a B from the fans. So wow, Tommy's switched now. He's now now generous generous grader. And, uh, uh,
1: Spanish bias. Spanish
0: Lando bias, yeah. Lando Norris C C yeah yeah C yeah C from us and a C from the fans. Daniel Ricardo C C as
1: well. He got mugged. Fifteenth,
0: but got got mugged off. Uh, C uh, Fernando Alonso A A A and an A from yeah. the fans. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I said that Lando and Danny got C's as well from the fans. Uh, Fernando Alonso, A from us, and an A from the fans. Esteban Ocon, A star.
1: Yeah. It would be rude if I didn't, if I made him my three-word race review.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think he finished 2.4 seconds off Alonso. I know Alonso was carrying a little bit of damage, but I think that was still a, an incredible drive from Ocon. Got to give him that star for the double overtakes as well. Yep. Yeah. A star from us and an A from the fans. God, you stingy, oh. stingy people. Uh, Pierre Gasly. Oh, that is very oh, close. I just get A star. A
1: star. Why not? A star. Pit lane to points. Love to see it. In an
0: Alpha Tauri. Yep, yeah. A star. Yeah, the Alpha Tauri is woeful this year, isn't it? Yep. A star from us and an A from the fans. God, you really were waking up. It are you sure it? this isn't just Tommy's grades? Yeah. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda, <laughs> thirteenth,
1: C, D. Yeah, considering what Pierre managed, I'm tempted to go for a D. But I suppose it's only a... maybe I'll go. You for start
0: at the back as well. I will go for right, a C, yeah. C. actually. Uh, C from us and a C from the fans. That's Sebastian Vettel, A.
2: What's well, really funny, right, is that when, when we did the mid-season rankings, um, we were like, Sebastian Vettel's was really high and we thought, oh, we're giving him too good a grades when he does well in Aston Martin. But he's getting an A for this because he was great.
1: He was. Yeah, he was genuinely great. I got given the blame for why he was so yeah, high. Yeah, it was your fault. I didn't have any say in it. I was just listening to it on the bus being like, oh, they're blaming me for that. But yeah, I'm going to give him <laughs> an A. I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, A from us and an A from the fans. Uh, where were we? Uh, stroll, lunch stroll. 11th, almost managed to get some points, but was stuck behind Alex Alban's choo choo train for the entirety of the race. It's going to be uh, C. We'll see.
1: Hi, C. Hi, C, but yeah.
0: it's a C. Hi, C. Same as the McLaren's, yeah. really. All
2: put, those guys stuck in that train.
1: <laughs> he did put on, I know we don't grade over the whole weekend, especially like practice and stuff, but he was looking really racy. In some of the practice sessions, with the times that he was
0: setting, a star. Sorry. What? He, was, he was looking <laughs> racy in the practice sessions. He, uh, yeah. He, he was too was early. He, on, and everyone, he, was on, he was on pole at
2: one point, wasn't he? If uh, yeah. If all the, the rest of the <laughs> session had got washed out again, and um, yeah, he would have been on pole. So a star then. Yeah, definitely. No, see.
1: I'm just putting a bit of Lance Stroll praise out there because normally I'm so horrible. So you know, nah, I still finished. I do what, have
0: twenty. Twenty five nice seconds off his teammate. But then got stuck okay. by an album for the entire race, which was very difficult to overtake. But yeah, C. C from us and a C from the fans. Mm. Nicholas Latifi, F. <laughs> yeah. So it's slow. just such an unforced error. There was I was and listening to other people. I was yeah. listening to his interview
2: and he thought he'd got on the marbles. And it was on like marbles from the from, from
1: yeah, you
0: were in the gravel. I think he's talking about the marbles before he then washed white oh, into okay. the gravel. So he's saying like he was off the racing oh, line slightly, right. which is just, I mean, come on, everyone's going side by side through there at lap one. Like no one else dipped, a, like not even a wheel in the, it He was half the car was in the gravel. Hamilton just, crashed uh, though.
2: So, so he's Latifi's better technically. Well, um, Hamilton, yeah, I think <laughs> that yeah, there, yeah, there's some misjudgment there, but yeah, yeah. You take
0: out uh, Bottas Latifi's. on his
1: birthday as well. Instant Ooh. F. Well, that's
0: fine. That's good. That means Bottas could get drunk earlier. True. You know what I mean, he did him a favor. He's fave, got yeah.
2: Latifi's got to go next year, hasn't he? Yeah, 100%. He's got
1: to go. F.
0: He's so got to go. <laughs> F? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sorry,
0: he was in a babes. good position and then bottled it.
2: F. Yeah. And especially after what his teammate
0: did. Yeah, exactly. Uh, True okay. That. So an F from us and an F from the fans. Alex Alban, A. A star.
1: A star.
2: Yeah. Qualified six finished tenth in a Williams absolute tractor.
0: Is it right? This is what I, wanna, what I wanna I wanna open this debate now, though. Is that Williams actually that much of a tractor or is Nicholas Atifi making it look like a tractor?
2: Well, we gave George loads of really good grades.
0: No, no, I'm not I'm not saying to give him a C. I'm just I'm just differentiating between an A star and an A here.
2: Yeah, but you can say that about I mean you gave an A for Perez. he finished twenty seconds his teammate. Yeah, one two so though, secured. Didn't have to push any hard. <laughs> I'd say I mean, if Albin I mean, was I mean, in a f- Red Bull, he'd finish second, wouldn't he? say?
0: So? you don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, several 15, He wasn't a Red Bull and he yeah. wasn't finishing second, so Yeah.
0: yeah. Pop off Katie. Oh. You tell the
2: founder. Yeah, it's an A star for Albin from me.
1: Yeah, he did a great job. Okay. And I'm, also I'm, extra points for the meme that he posted after the race. Yeah, that was a very that good, was meme. Good. That was good meme. That's a good meme. Good
0: fans. Okay, I'm going to go with an A, but we'll, we'll move on. Uh, so uh, an A star from us and an A from the fans. Go on, fans. Um, right next up, <laughs> Bottas C because he got yeah. wiped out, started at the back. Yeah, C. Well, yeah. kind of at the back. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, all good. Uh, C from us and C from the fans. Joaquim 14th, pretty C. rubbish. <laughs> We're back to the old Alpha C. Is it? Is it a C? Mm. Yeah. What happened in this race? He just
2: was stuck in the, the Albon train with everyone else. Mm. I think everyone stuck in the Albon train. You just kind of... It's C's all round, I think, for him.
0: Okay, all right. We'll go with a C. It's a low C, but it's a C. Uh, Mag C. C, yeah. Because the Haas just were horrendous and make sure you make a C. C, yeah. So, did not the C see the, the Haas well. at all, did it? No. No. So C's were all around for the fans as well there. Um I'm assuming you went for C's as well, Katie. I you know, just kind of rolled them off there. Are you, you happy with C's or?
1: Yeah, I'm happy with C's. We had a tweet from somebody actually. Oh, just hit my laptop. Let me find their tweet because they were saying about Mick and their grading during ABCDF one. Two head. So it's F1 oh, that, girl. You yeah. please recognise Mick catching K-Mag at the end of the race today and showing better speed than his teammate in ABCDEF1 tomorrow. Cannot bear another bad grade because the car is a tractor. So they, maybe that's tommy's burning. I love everything on. Russell catching no. signs,
0: and you've got F1 girl. You going? Hold on. That interval's going down for sixteenth place.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mick Schumacher, Mick Schumacher is actually the
0: guy. Finally, he's seconds. showing his potential. Yeah. Three
1: seconds of each other. Yeah,
0: but I mean, what? What's even the point? Like, I know. There is no point to those two fighting or catching each other True. or anything. So I'll give them um, both
1: Cs. But yes. yeah, well, Cs. Even, I hope yeah. if I girlie, you whatever your username was, is happy that we mentioned that though.
2: Hope you're happy.
0: Enjoy the. C. Hope you're happy. Better <laughs> than an he normally gets. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Imagine he got seventeenth and we gave him a C. Uh, right. Spa predictions. Good. Leclerc wins. <laughs> wins. Pity of the day. Wins
1: the heart of the nations.
0: Wins yep. a free for step and tear off.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Tommy!
0: Ah oh, god, I can't wait for you to get off your little pedestal and just <laughs> just topple I... you. One day.
1: One day, day. Matt's actually a... just gonna show up at your house when we're recording this podcast and just attack you.
0: <laughs> the Grace onesie will, you know, the Max is just.
2: It's mad. We'll it's still a 100% record. It's mad.
0: Good for you. Um, Vettel out qualifies Stroll. I think no. so. Right.
1: That did not happen, did, did it? That not
0: happen. No. I don't know. No, no, so was, that Q1? was out in Q1. Oh, for Christ's sake. Vettel. Right. Katie, what's yours?
1: Mine was a Mercedes win, which didn't happen. And then TV direction shows the nearby go kart track.
0: You're so lucky with that. Well done. That was all you, because of that blooming
1: seventy-four-year-old bloke that crashed in Porsche Super Cup and delayed the qualifying. Actually, yeah. this one goes out to you.
0: Fair play. Happy so you... birthday. <laughs> a point. A point for you. Happy birthday.
1: It was his birthday was day, on Saturday. Yeah.
0: Who? The seventy-four-year-old. Yeah, it was crashed, his birthday.
1: Yeah. What a bad birthday present. I mean, how oh,
0: well, me well, To be fair, race, By the way. probably the
2: his moment. Like he essentially
0: influenced the F1 influenced weekend.
2: Influenced F1 weekend. I got that. me a
1: point, so love you. <laughs> sure, you're listening. You're definitely our target audience. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Tell me what's yours. Alpine podium, which I was just
0: manifesting, which didn't happen.
2: And uh Leclerc closes the gap to Verstappen.
0: Another great don't prediction. Ever don't ever utter Ferrari positivity in your predictions ever again. Because all you're doing every single time you do that is trying to influence the jinx. You know it oh god oh god yeah i've just realized um my example <laughs> predictions are definitely in um right uh fans what did you do vettel laporte mercedes outscore ferrari again no at maker versus primus we actually have a race at Spa, and it makes sure you make a top three at any time throughout the weekend i don't think that happened i'm sorry yeah we're not we're not, went fir- for not going out in first the 1st first or yeah. whatever that doesn't count, I'm sorry. Uh, and Alan Giola, Perez doesn't make it in Q3. That didn't happen either. So, wow, we got one point and it was Katie saying about the go-kart track. That's the only thing that, that happened. Okay, Zanvoord predictions. Tommy, you go first.
1: No, you go first. What's in your box?
0: No, nope. nothing's, does it say right nothing's now? in my box. It's gone. Uh, Tommy, go for yours. Leclerc poll. And Norris
2: best the rest. Mm. Katie
1: interesting i'm gonna say mine really slowly to help matt out because he's you cannot have that i'm sorry i'm gonna yeah out i now. agree you cannot have red that's bull fast because i was again, gonna have that and then i decided oh to. so
0: it came into your mind as well then thank it you very did, much i didn't
1: type it out oh. i went oh, well. actually in terms of red bull only one red bull to finish the race so there we go <laughs> and alfa romeo into q3 that's my oh. predictions
2: Alpha, okay back on back on some good form so, i thought going to be well, interesting actually to see how um, I feel it. like we could get a completely different midfield because it's such a different
0: track.
1: Yeah. And Matt, what's the second one going to be?
0: Flare controversy and Leclerc wins. <laughs> I'm just going to predict it for the rest of time. Flare controversy. Is, yeah. Yeah. So Leclerc well, throws
2: a flare at the Stappen.
0: Yeah. Well, look, Tearvisor <laughs> breaks his terror, sensor. Visor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine that
2: he goes through the pits at 300 miles an hour and gets to qualify from the championship.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good, damn. Uh,
0: The fans they have um, come in with Connor M. G9884, at least one Ferrari to DNF. Thank you, Matt Seven Handley, Hamilton Wynn, and Josh W. G2 for Stappen Grand Slam. Or is it the Grand Shalem? Is that what it's known as? as Grand Shalem, I believe. Anyway, that what a a lovely podcast, really enjoyed. uh, really enjoyed it, really enjoyed reflecting on uh, Ferrari and yeah, final thoughts Tommy?
2: Final thoughts are we've got another race at a very different track so we'll see how the order is after that and I'm also sad that we're not going to be in Zumball this year because last year was awesome.
0: It was indeed and Katie what are you looking forward to?
1: I actually am not going to do a looking forward to one (laughs) because I just get ripped to shreds every week um spa renewed its contract for another year which although is a good news like is good news because maybe i'm gonna manifest going there in 2023 um i wish it was longer because i want that circuit to stay for a very long time not european bias just you know the race
2: isn't hasn't been good for yeah which is like no but
1: but like just Seeing the cars go around the track.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's tingles. awesome. I wouldn't it's want just it to insane. go.
1: Don't... Yeah.
2: Maybe, maybe this is for podcast. And podcasts, also, but... I've got
1: so many final thoughts. Sorry, Tommy, you oh, go.
2: No, you go.
1: I was gonna <laughs> say go. the slight track modifications that were made, barely noticeable, which is a good thing, I think. Because I think lots of people were worried. They're like, Oh, they're gonna touch a rouge and and actually it was just like normal, and I like the addition of the gravel traps. We didn't see anybody go wide at turn one, so it proves gravel can be great at monitoring track limits.
2: Hundred percent. Thank you very much. Even even F two didn't go out in the in the gravel, and it, it just shows that the only reason cars go out there is because they can, not that they actually need to. Because everyone was absolutely fine.
0: It's amazing what
2: it's amazing having
0: hazards can yeah. do to to people staying on the track. Uh, it's amazing. Um, yeah, and my final thoughts are... When is the season? I, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to be fair, well, actually, what, we've got two races and then we've got another technical summer break because Russia's cancelled. So then we've got, what, three weeks and then to the next race after that. So I'm looking forward to, you know, having some therapy and, and kind of rehealing again after after this. I mean, another it just... a crying session. Yeah, it's it's sad, really, because now I'm at the stage where I just, I'm like, oh, lost another two points. You know what I mean? Like, add it to the pile. It doesn't really doesn't really do much, does it? Throw but I like, love Formula train. One. Love it. Looking forward to Zanvoort. Should be good. Um, yeah, uh, what a race we've got in store. Zanvoort's not great for overtaking, so I'm, I'm not expecting a worldy.
1: I cool banking, though. I'm looking forward to that, if you want to get a looking forward in there somewhere.
0: Oh and also going. I was also gonna say spa. Yeah, we haven't had a banger in a very long time, but spa is such a good looking track and so cool to watch the cars go round that it kind of makes up for the lack of great racing. Yeah. But yeah, I think there definitely like needs to be practice. a tweak with with maybe DRS zones and whatever. Even you yeah, even you like practice, which is is something, uh, if you say that. That's a big um Big statement from you, Tommy. Thank you. Right, well, thank you very much for watching. Hashtag WCF1 Podcast if you want to get involved next time uh, in the Someone discussion. in the chat said or... longest
2: final thoughts ever. You can tell that we've been
0: on a summer break that all our final we thoughts thought have just been building up. <laughs> yeah, building up. And uh, now I want another summer break. So thank you everybody for watching and listening. Uh, give us five stars and maybe we'll read out your season podcast review even uh, next time. So please go do that. Lots of love. Take care. Adios. Should I leave it on the
2: WTF1 podcast jingle for yeah. Nico? We're gonna leave you with yeah. an intro
0: in the outro. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the one Podcast. Okay, moving on. <laughs> the end. Wow, that was funky.
1: That Mm. was groovy, baby.
0: And on that note, goodbye. Bye.
1: Bye.